some noise. Anybody taking notes tonight? Anybody like taking notes in church? Pull your notes out. Pull your notes out. You want the title of my message right now? You want the title? You guys want the title? DJ, spin that track. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Oh, come on. What is love? I'm not going to dance. Cut the track. Cut the track. Y'all setting me up to dance tonight. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Somebody say, what is love? Let's get some type of pad going. Let's get something going. Three hours of uh, soaking in his presence. Amen. If you need a, a playlist to pray to, anybody have Apple Music? If you need a playlist to pray to, literally search this. It's the funniest thing. Three hours of soaking in his presence. There's a song called three. It's a three hour song for you to pray to. It's amazing. Yeah, resources. So make sure you get it. Amen. Somebody say, what is love? love? Amen. What is love? I I think it's important. Listen, we're Christian in here. We believe in Jesus. We believe in Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Come on, three in one. One God acting in three parts. Can I get an amen tonight? It's the God we believe in. We believe in the Bible, God's holy word, right? Like penned by man, but like inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? And, and, And the Bible, we believe it's infallible. We believe it's perfect. We're preaching tonight out of that Bible. And, and, and the truth is, is that culture has a lot to say about love. Amen? Culture has a lot to say. The world, uh, you've heard a lot about love. It, a lot of us haven't heard that much love about what the Bible has to say love is really about. And if you know God, he made all humans. He made all of us. He created us. He knew us in our mother's womb before we were even born. He had a plan and purpose for your life, right? And, 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 and in this life, you were going to have relationships, right? Real relationships, like, the, like honest connections with people. God created people, so God created relationships. It's funny how most of us go to people in broken relationships to pour into our relationships. Most of us go into broken situations asking for broken answers. How about we go to the God who created all this thing, the God who designed all of it. Come on, Simon, I'm already, I'm already preaching. How about we go to God and say, God, how do you want me to love someone? How, how do you want me to do this thing? Because if we're honest, if, we, if we're left to our own strength and knowledge, your, your relationships aren't getting better. They're getting worse. But it's because of the grace and, and mercy of God and, and the help of his Holy Spirit that we can live a life of, of, of life-giving Christianity that leads to life-giving relationships, y'all. God wants, you, God wants you to be in a fun, happy, joyful relationship. If you're in any relationship, y'all, and I love this series because people really take it into action. Uh, some couples end up splitting up. Yo, if that's, the me- if that's the step you need to take to get closer to God, don't waste it on a guy. Don't waste it on no girl. One step in the wrong direction is a pause on your purpose. So tonight's all about what is love. You guys taking notes? I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You got Paul. He's, he used to be a Christian killer. They called him Saul. God had a message. God had a plan for him. God had a purpose. He gave him a new name. He even called him Paul. Right? So Paul's in the New Testament writing to churches that he's starting. He's encouraging them. And in the Corinthian church, he's writing 1 Corinthians. It's a letter to this, to this church. Right? So, so how many of you know we're a church in here tonight? Right? So I think it's... That's what the Bible is. So, so Paul's writing to a church in Corinth, right? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Very famous. This is him talking about love, y'all. This is like these verses. I'm going to read in the beginning, and I'm going to read at the very end just so it drills you one more time before you leave tonight. These verses is the definition of love. This is the definition of God. 
You guys ready for it? Come on, can I get an amen? amen. Any ladies in the house? Ladies, make some noise. Any fellas in the house? Fellas, make some noise. It's always DMX, right? It's always straight to DMX. It's like Taylor Swift, DMX. You're either one, either or tonight. You guys ready? My dog's out. First Corinthians 13, this is nuts, this is nuts. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have no love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Some of you guys, you thought speaking in tongues was God's way of loving you. You thought speaking in tongues was all you needed to, to be saved. Paul's saying you can speak in all the tongues that heaven knows without love you're nothing. Without love, you're just making noise. Without love, you're actually a distraction. Verse 2, if I have the gift of prophecy. Some of you guys are seeking after prophecy. There's nothing wrong with seeking after it, but I'd rather seek after the giver of the gifts than to seek after the gifts sometimes. Come on, somebody. I think God's, more, I think God's bigger than a blessing. If I, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, right? So I'm just like the OG OG, right? Like I got like the infinity stones. If I can, come on, if I give the prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, he says, and if I have faith, I can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. Nada. <laughs> just gifts. There's just gifts. It is something behind the gift that, that God wants to do in our life. It's the love part. God wants your heart. God, God wants you. He wants your heart. This is insane. He keeps going, verse 3, if I give all I, oh, this is no, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, right? But do not have love, I gain nothing. Number four, this is when the narrative starts to switch. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Verse 5, does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. I'm, that's, it's breaking someone right here. It's breaking them. It keeps no record of wrongs. This is what love is. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, this is it. This is, everything hinges on this verse. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That's real love, y'all. That's real love. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what the world told you love is. Love isn't a result of sex. That's not love. That's lust. This is love. What the Bible says is true. You feel the truth coming out of these words? It's like the Bible isn't dead. It's so alive. It speaks to me right here in 2019. It speaks to me. This is what real love is. This is what culture is looking for. This is what you didn't know you were looking for till right now. You have the knowledge of God, the knowledge of truth. Right here, right now, you are responsible with this knowledge. And, and that's the, the love of God all over you. Here's my next point. To, listen, tonight is a night of healing. Tonight is a night of healing for those of you who have been hurt by love, for those of you who have thought you understood love and started to demonstrate what you thought was love. Listen, tonight is a night of healing. This is for some people who thought they could never get over that. Listen, tonight you are jumping over it. Whoop for the Holy Spirit in this place. You're jumping over it. You're moving over it. The past is behind you. You're moving forward. You are not your mistake. Failure is not final. It's just a moment. 
You're not your failure. You're moving forward. There's so much ahead of you. Pick your head up. I'm talking to a lady right now. Pick your head up. Pick your head up. Come on, you're a queen in God's eyes. He looks at you. He sees value. He loves you. Oh, God, he loves you so much. And he has so much ahead of you. Listen, let God show you what love is before any boy tries, right? Let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. There's a big... There's a big connection between understanding love and demonstrating it. Amen. You guys ever been to church? You see those dance teams? That's all the dance moves I got right there. Just boom, boom. One and two, right? The funniest thing is the person who never went to practice that they decide to put in the front. You know that person? That the whole dance, they're looking at everybody else. Oh, we're spinning now. We're spinning. Oh, we're spinning again. You know what I mean? You ever seen that? Like someone's a little off? Like they, they, they thought they understood what the routine was, but because they didn't understand it, they just look a fool. In other words, they're demonstrating something that they never really understood. Some of you, that's your love life. You've understood love in a certain way, and all you've ever been doing is demonstrating what you thought you understood. And it's repeating. It's repeating, and honestly, you look foolish. Hurting people the same way over and over again and never learning from your mistakes. It's time to grow up. It's time to take another, it's time to look at things differently. I've done it my way. Let's try God's way. I've done it my way. I've failed. I've been hurt. I've done some crazy stuff. Some stuff I never thought I would do in a relationship. I did it. God, it's time to do it your way and how you want me to do it. Next idea, there's a direct connection between understanding love and demonstrating the love you understand. There's a difference between understanding love and demonstrating the love that you understand. You know what's the hardest part of basics? Understanding love and actually applying it into our lives. Understanding it to a degree where we're blown away and we're saying, God, I can never love people like you love people. If I'm going to be who you called me to be, I need you in this process. Because if we're right, if we're right with God, God, I can't, I got some trust issues, God. I've been hurt before. And if it's up to my strength, I would never have another friend again. I shouldn't even be in church because I, I, I just got over the hurt that I'd had from the last church. And you're taking all this with you. And God's like, listen, let me show you a new standard of love. Many of us have allowed culture and our peers to teach us and show us what love is. So now we love with the wrong idea. Listen, when we say love in the English language, you got to understand the Bible has a lot to say about love. But the Bible splits up love in so many different ways. Because I don't know about you, but if I tell you I love you, that doesn't mean I want to marry you, right? It's like a friend love. You know what I'm saying? It's different levels of love. Can I give it to you? In the English language, we have romantic love, right? That's romantic sex love, like the sexual love, right? That's like between a man and a woman in marriage. Second, you have that friendship love, right? That's like affection, right? Like, yo, you're my bro. Like bromance, you know what I'm saying? Uh. Here's the next type of love, a concern for the well-being of, of, of the other person, right? So that's kind of what you feel here on Tuesday night. People you don't know love you. We, we care for your well-being. We care about you. I don't love you like, like I'm going to marry you. I love you like a brother, and I love you like a sister, homie. We here. That's the love in this place. And then you have, you have another type of love. It's, it's like simple enthusiasm, right? So that's like, I just love chocolate. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not really love. Like you're not going to marry a chocolate bar. You're not going to take a chocolate bar on a date. You just say you love to, to give some enthusiasm, some things that, that hold some value in your life. You see how love is used in so many types of ways in the English language? And the Bible is not used many ways. They, they actually, 
define the words differently. You guys ready for teaching? Bible uses the word eros. The, the, the actual Greek language eros is, come on, let's put the next point up. Eros is romantic or sexual love. So eros in the Greek is what translates to love. So when sometimes in the Bible when you see love, you understand it might be eros. They might be talking about that friendship, that, that, that romantic and sexual love. You guys with me? So they're talking about eros. That's that romantic sexual love that, that, that men and women have in, in the context of marriage. Amen. And, and eros, that's, that's, that's when, when love is presented that way. They're speaking about that. When love is presented in phylos, you guys still with me? It's brotherly love, right? That's that friendship love. That's companionship love. And then here's the love we're talking about tonight. There's then the agape love, right? That has to do with the concern for the well-being of the other person. They call this the highest form of love and charity. They compare this to the love of God for man and of man for God. Within Christianity, agape is considered to be the love originating from God. You guys still with me? So there's so many words of love translated in the Bible, giving it to you in different ways. And when Jesus says the two most important commandments, right? So this is a fun part in the New Testament. Jesus is in the temple. He's surrounded by religious leaders. They think they pinned him. They're going to ask him a tough question because they're all living by the law. You guys know the Ten Commandments? You don't have to know them by heart, but you guys ever heard of them before? Ten Commandments, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. Jesus shows up, right? He says, I'm not here to break that stuff. I'm here to complete that stuff. Like if we're all real, like... So, so when, thou shalt not kill, right? Jesus started teaching things like, hey, thou shalt not kill, but if you hate your brother, you killed him in your heart. Same thing. He started making the law like way more deeper than what it actually was. So people started noticing, we can't live up to this law. He's making it impossible. No, he's not making it impossible. He's going to complete it with his sacrifice. So when he dies and raises again, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not what we're saved by works. We're saved by faith through grace in Jesus. And every time we fall, we can get right back up. And every time we fail, we can turn around and repent and walk to God and not have a relationship with God of fear and trembling, right? But have a confident relationship with God. Jesus came to complete the law, amen? So they corner him in a temple and they're like, hey, which commandment is the best? Which one is your favorite? If you're God in flesh out of the 10, can you give me the most important ones? You know what he says? Let me sum it all up for you. Let me give you the cliff note of the, the 10 commandments. You ready this? Love God and love people. Love God, love people. When he says love there, he doesn't say eros. He doesn't say follow. He says agape. He says love them unconditionally. Love them with the love like I have for you. And if you love God and love people, you complete all the law. That's the love we're talking about. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. You see that type of love? Agape is patient. Agape is kind. That love coming from God to man from man back to god amen that's 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 love number one is my first point tonight love always protects i'm sorry if you've been in a relationship that didn't protect you that wasn't love love always protects love always goes the extra mile to make sure that you are okay love goes the extra mile to make sure you are not hurt Love goes the extra mile to make sure you're moving together and on the same pace. If you have felt insecure or unprotected in a relationship, that was not agape love. That was probably a facade of love that you thought was it until you jumped into it and it couldn't hold you like Jesus could. You thought, you thought that person, you bank in everything in them, you got to bank it all on Jesus. You got to because he, he'll protect you. 
protect comes from the word stigo, which literally means to cover or to conceal. That's protection, to cover, to conceal. And God says, listen, because I love you, I'm going to protect you. Isn't that the love God has? Do you feel that in the room tonight? You feel protection tonight? The truth is, if you'll love, you'll protect. You can write that down. If you love, you'll protect. Remember that when you're trying to hurt the thing that you love. Remember that. Remember that. If you love it, you'll protect it. You'll protect it. You'll guard it. Here's my next idea. Too many of us fight what we love instead of fighting for what we love. It's too, too much instating. I love that. Instating of fighting. It's too much of us, instead of fighting for what we love, we fight what we love. We come against it instead of fighting for it. We got to start fighting the right battles. Why is every relationship in our lives sometimes negative? That's not only a reflection on the people around us. That's a reflection on what we're projecting on people. Too many of us fight what we love instead of fighting for what we love. Listen, love always protects. It always protects. And I'm not just talking about you protecting the other person. I'm talking about you protecting yourself. Guarding yourself. Having values for yourself. And you can look at someone with all the love in the world and say, because I love you and I love myself, I will protect myself. That's love, y'all. That's love. And if you can't love me like that, you got to go. Because God has something more for me. God has something bigger for me. I'm not going to settle for this. I can't stay here. What got me here won't get me there. I got to do something different. I got to try some new things. Amen? Love always protects. To guard and to cover is to love. Remember that. To guard and to cover is to love. Next idea. Love always protects. Next one. Love always trusts. Love always trusts. It's come from the word, the word trust comes from the word, is pistis in, in the Greek, which means to believe in something or someone, to believe in something or someone. Love always trusts. It's to believe in something or someone. Because of trust, watch this, the one who loves with agape love is always optimistic. Because of trust, someone in, in agape love will always give the benefit of the doubt to someone else. I mean, how do you expect to gain trust if you don't give it? How, how do you expect to have a relationship of trust if, if you're never looking at it with optimistic eyes? The word trust literally points to optimism, y'all. It, it, it's to believe in someone, to believe in something. Some of us trust without the belief. That's not trust. That's not hope. That's not anything. That's, that's words with no substance. Because of trust, the one who loves is to love with optimism. I got to give you the benefit of the doubt. I got to trust. I got to trust you. Listen, some of you guys, before trusting no boy, no girl, listen to me. Some of you guys got to start trusting God. Let's learn trust with God first. And it, it gets easier with men and women. It gets easier. But when we learn how to trust God, a, a God we cannot see, the God we can't see every day, the God we can't. Come on, if we start trusting him with our life. He'll show us how to trust others. He'll, he'll give us that trust for people. He'll give us that trust for people. Amen? Some of you guys came into the church, try to, try to trust people before you trusted God. 
and, 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 and your old ways started to manipulate you in the situation and you let the enemy in, he lies and he makes things ugly, he makes things dirty. And now what was an optimistic image of love and trust is now a pessimistic. I don't know if they're talking about me, Muhammad back. I don't know if they're doing, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And now you're overthinking and creating an enemy and you're fighting the person you love instead of fighting for the person you love. Love always trusts. You still have relationships because people have forgiven you. Did you know that? Amen. You still have relationships because people trusted you even after you broke their trust. You still have relationships. You still have friendships because you've learned to say sorry. You still have friendships. You still have bonds with people because you've learned how to humble yourself and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. Can I gain your trust again? Isn't it funny that we, the same mouth that can ask for trust can be the same mouth that denies trust to someone else? Looking for trust? Look at the people that trust you. Ask them why they trust you. And start building up that optimistic view of trust and love for other people. That's agape love. There, there's this thing as, as a relationship without trust. What's a relationship without trust? That's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the peanut butter. That's a sad day. In my house, <laughs> I don't know about your house. Jelly sandwiches, you know what I'm saying? Just the jelly. <laughs> You guys with me tonight? But here's the truth. Listen, I don't want to be, I don't want to be insensitive. What happens when trust is really lost? What happens when people really, really hurt you like OD, like you OD, overdose, I'm, I'm yeah. You, you, you kind of, you kind of, you really hurt me. I'm not being insensitive to those moments and to those people and to those, you guys understand what I'm saying? Here's some advice for that. If, if you've really lost trust in someone completely, love and learn but never stop loving. So we're gonna love, you broke my trust. I'm gonna learn, but it doesn't stop there. I can still love you. Maybe not as a boyfriend, girlfriend, but oh, you're gonna get that philos, you know what I'm saying? That brotherly love, come on, come on. I can still worship in the same room as you. I'm not gonna throw a chancleta. <laughs> we with, you know what I'm saying? Like, who that, who that guest, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all hear me tonight, you hear me tonight? Love and learn, but never stop loving. Learn a lesson. You're, you're a fool if you don't learn lessons. You're a fool if you don't take negative experiences and, and turn them around for your good. That's what God is really good at doing. And if you're here long enough, you'll see how God works. He works in the worst moments, in the dark places. God is working the most, y'all. And you learn to give him that. Amen? At 939, I want the worship team to come up. We're going to turn up. Come on, touch of heaven. You guys with me tonight? Love always protects. Love always trusts. Oh, I love this one. Love always hopes. Love always hopes. You just walked into a place of hope. You knew that? Anybody feel the hope in the room tonight? The person who loves with agape love doesn't give up easily on the other person. He, she can recognize that there's a problem but hopes to resolve the problem. He, she maintains an optimistic, positive attitude rather than a pessimistic, negative attitude. Love always hoping leads to life-giving Christianity. That's why I wrote that there. When your love is a love that always hopes, that's a love that's always going to be giving life to other people. Not like you talk to someone and they feel like you suck the life out of them, but you talk to someone and they feel like they're left with a little bit more life. 
Like you, you talk to someone and they left just a bit more encouraged. You talk to someone and you had an experience with someone and they actually leave. Just, that's, a, that's a love that hopes. That's a love that, that lasts. That's life-giving Christianity. When your love gives hope to other people. You know hope should be on your face. Did you know that? Hope, hope has a face. Hope has a walk. Hope has a swag. You know what I'm saying? Hope has a swag. Like, this is like no hope. You know what I'm saying? That's the no hope. Come on, when you got hope, you go, what's up, man? Where we going? What we doing, yo? I got hope. Something is about to go down. Got that expectation. Do your relationships have hope? Is there a river of hope running through your relationship or a dirty swamp of pessimism? What's, what's happening in your relationship? Is there hope? Is there hope? Man, I got hope to resolve these things. How about this? How about this? Have you ever looked at a have you ever looked at a relationship with no hope? You ever looked at a relationship with no hope and then out of nowhere God does something crazy and they end up loving God more and giving God more glory than ever? Amen. Man, love always hopes. I want to say this. I don't want this to hurt you. Let it heal you. There is no room for hopelessness in Christianity. I don't believe you can understand what Jesus did for you, say yes to him, and walk in hopelessness. You do not understand what Jesus did for you completely. Because if you have the Holy Spirit in you, if you got God on your side, if God looks at you and calls you his son and daughter, if you bowed your knee and said yes to Jesus, you're a part of this family. You're, you're here, y'all. We're here. We made it. We made it. You know what I'm saying? We made it. We made it. We can't walk in hopelessness. We, we, we can't look at people and say, oh, yeah, they're, 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 that's, a, that's a lost cause. I'll never be able to mend that relationship. Oh, that guy? Oh, no, nah, don't, don't even invite him here. No, 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 that's not. If it's, if it's in separation and division, it is not of God. Did you know that? But if it's in love and it's in unity, come on, God is in the middle of it. And if you think loving Jesus and division could, could lay in bed together, you got this thing all wrong. Jesus won't lay next to division. Jesus, in, in, in and of, him, of himself, he's unity. He's three in one, y'all. Like, he knows community. He knows love. He knows what it is to, to be connected to people and to give people a chance and to, and to forgive people, right? And there's a way, y'all, I got to tell you, man, like if people keep hurting you, like they're going to face God one day. You know what I mean? Like don't stop trying to fight your battles. Come on, let's throw trust out there and be crazy this year. Come on, let's really throw trust out there. Like let's throw it out there. Like let's throw it out. Like, God, my finances, oh, I'm just going to trust you, God, do something with it. Oh, God, my life, my life, my time. God, you want my schedule? God, I give you my, I throw it out. I throw, I trust you with it. Oh, God, you want my dating life? You know what? I've tried it on my own, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to throw it in your hands. I'm going to trust you with my life. Love always protects. Love always Trust, love always hopes. Last idea tonight, love always perseveres. Always perseveres. Always perseveres. We need a persevering love, church. A persevering love. 
persevering love, a love that lasts, a love, a love that is unafraid, persevering. In the Greek, that means hypomenai, which means hunkered down, hunkered down, right? You guys with me? Persevering, you know what that means? To hunker down, like get ready. That's love. Like that's what love is. You, y'all here tonight? Like love isn't when things get rough, go running. Love isn't when things are tough and you don't understand it, walk away. Love is persevering. Love stands its ground, takes a bow and says, God, whatever's in front of me, because I have love, I can make it through. God, whatever's around me, whatever's being thrown at me, God, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to persevere and I'm going to make it through. That's love. We say we love God all the time. Do you love, do you persevere with God? How many issues have you come out on the other side with God's hand? Come on, he led you the whole way. Are we persevering through life? Are we just getting beat up? Are we just going through our moments by ourselves? Stop crying alone at night. You got a church that's here for you. Stop being broken on your own. You got a family that believes in you. A love of hope, a love of trust. Come here, come here, Kevin. I know, quickly, I, I know, come up here, quickly. Sometimes it's hard to persevere when you're by yourself, but when you got someone next to you. You ever played this game before? You ever played this game? No? Like sometimes look like this, stick your arm out. And your friends will lock arms. And then someone has to run and try to break the chain between the arm. You almost broke your elbow playing it, no one else? Me and my friends are crazy. I'm sorry. We're just nuts. Okay, this is what we did. So we opened our arms like this, and our friends would try to run and break our arms out. And if you broke it, you won. But if we held you, you lost. And here's the idea, that you want to lock on to somebody that is at your same height, that's kind of like exactly where God has placed you to be. And, and it's that type of love that begins to persevere. It's that type of love that says, God, no matter what you throw, you know, we're, we're going to hunker down. We're going to get our feet ready. We're going to persevere. We're going to make it through. I can't do this on my own. I need somebody with me to hold me, to pray for me, to believe in me. Put your arm down. A lot of your relationships look like this. With you doing all the holding. With you doing all the praying. With you doing all the believing. Man, basics is about you finding somebody at your say, hey, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? We're not going to have sex till marriage. We're going to look at Jesus. We're not going to give up. We're going to look at God. Things will get tough. We're going to get talked about. We're going to get hated on. But I need you with me the whole entire time. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, make some noise, church. Come on. Love perseveres. It perseveres. First Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a cleaning symbol. Verse 2, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. 
Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Come on, that's my sermon tonight. That's it. What is love? What is love?